Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. Check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Osiris. Welcome to Undermine Presents, We've Got a Band, Episode 2, sponsored by Section 119, the podcast where fish fans talk to fish fans with their own fans. This week on the podcast, we have Bravo's Austin Kroll. You know him from Southern Charm, from Summer House, and Winter House, where he famously broke a girl's heart over a New Year's Eve fish show. Uh, and as a Bravo fan, I was super delighted to learn about a series of Easter eggs that he's been planting on Bravo for years now. Uh, as someone who has almost never watched Bravo in his life. Uh, yet. Yet, yet. Uh, I actually found out uh, that there are a number, like a legion of Bravo fans who also love fish. Can't wait to have this conversation with Austin Kroll on this week's episode of We've Got a Band from Osiris Media. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Austin. We are so happy to have you today. Happy to be here. <laughs> so it's interesting. There is, it seems like there is kind of a big Bravo group of fish fans. Because um, I was going to say, I saw you at MSG in April uh, with Craig. Yeah, I took Craig to the 420 show. Uh, it was his first show. You know, Craig Craig doesn't, ha- you know, Craig's musical taste is is subpar at best. <laughs> you know, he, he like wants to listen to like, you know, the emo stuff that he listened to back in, you know, high school or college or whatever. So I dragged him to his first show because he's always hearing me talk about going to fish. And I was like, you have to come and see what it's all about. And if it tells you anything, okay, so A, Craig loved it, right? And 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 he'll tell anyone that he loved it. Do I know if he actually did love it? I no. But I mean, if this tells you anything, Craig kind of ghosted me before the encore. And I was like, Craig, dude, you don't leave before the encore. Like, what is wrong with you? But I didn't even try. I didn't even try to like explain it to him. I was just like, all right, all right. I, I mean, it was kind of a miracle in itself that I got him to come to a show. 
Um, and then Shep is also a pretty big fan I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, no, Shep is uh, Shep's a fan of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's seen Panic a bunch of times, and he's seen you know Dead and Co. and this and that. So like, it's not it's not just Fish. He he likes to go right, but but say that Fish comes to Charleston for two or three nights. Shep's like, I- I'm going to go to one, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two, you know, I'm not doing all three kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I assume you're an all three nights kind of guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they're in my hometown or like, there's no way that I'm not going to all, all 13. I don't know. You know, I don't care. Um, so it sounds like you are a very experienced fish guy. Um, how old were you when you started listening to them? What was your intro to the band? You know, whose fault is all of this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm never going to sit here and act like I am, you know, and he's like, I, I, I do love fish. I think that fish is the like premier band, you know, out there and you can't change my mind on it. So, you know, there is that, but I'm not sitting here saying that I've been to 200 shows. Um, but I guess that when I was like 14, just me and my buddies, you know, smoking bowls, being, being little shitheads, you know, we're like, listening to what we thought was like so cool, like studio fish and (laughs) making, you know, burnt CDs of like, I mean, I bet that you could guess them, you know, just guess them, you know, right now, what, what was on my first fish mixtape CD? I I mean, it had to be farmhouse, right? Farmhouse and bouncing around the room, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Simon um, in the morning, maybe? no, No, more like, you know, Wolfman's brother. Okay. You know, lizards. Uh, sh- that's when I was like, you know, I thought that I was like experienced, right? I, I was like, you know, oh. 16 years old, and I was like, you're going lizards. Deep. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh man, the land of the big baboon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I definitely was just jamming a bunch of um, studio fish. And I guess that I went to my first show was 03. So, goodness, I, I was, you know, 15. I just turned 15 and they played in Charlotte and that was like a big deal to me. That was a big deal to me to see fish live. And I'll never forget my two best friends who kind of had gotten into fish, you know, with me, or maybe they were my gateway drug, but I mean, whatever I was 14. So like, come on. Um, and they went to Coventry like a couple weeks later as 15 year olds. Like what, what were my, their parents should be uh, what, under investigation what, what by parents <laughs> protective thinking, services. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I remember, you know, in 06, I like went to Bonnaroo, right? And I was like a junior and I was like a junior in, in uh, you know, high school or a sophomore maybe. And that was like a big deal. And I was like, mom, I don't care what you say. I'm going, you know, I was like a rebellious little shit. But to go to Cumbertry at 14, like my buddy's parents were on their way to Canada wow. and they, and like, you know, because traffic was so, so bad, they dropped them off and they had to walk in like, <laughs> like, you know, five, five miles. And I'm like, what, what a progressive mom. Like, all right, guys, you know, good luck out there with all the, you know, hippies. Don't do drugs. You're like, yeah. Don't sure. take the brown acid. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of where it all began. And then, I guess it turned into like an obsession in, in college when they were broken up 
and I went to school in the South and you know, who rules, you know, down in the Southeast. So I was like, I, you know, all my fraternity brothers were all, you know, we're always jamming a panic and the, talking about some blue Indian and throwing chili water at each other. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, they're, they're super talented, but just biding my time until fish was going to come back. And and they finally announced their comeback in 09. And that was a big, a big deal for me. I mean, I'd been waiting and waiting and waiting just like everyone. And, uh, but I just had only been able to see one show prior to them breaking up. And so that, that is, like hurt my heart ugh. to the max because I became like obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. You knew never exactly got what a, you were missing. And never got another chance to see them because they broke up. And it was just like a long, like long five, six years, whatever it was, five years, you know, 04 to 09. So, yeah. And that's that was torture for being a fish fan, right? Like you're, you're in college. That's when you're supposed that is to be like, like, I'm going on summer tour. Yes. And like, and, yeah. and like, I like had to go, uh, no, uh, I'm not going to be you know negative about any other band, but I saw a lot of panic then. Right. Because I was like, <laughs> all right, you know, well, let's like, you know, I'll, I'll like go here, here and here. Right. And it's like, you know, when I went to Bonnaroo, I, I remember in 06, like a huge part of me going to Bonnaroo. And then I went to Rothbury in 07 and a huge part of me going to Rothbury was because every member of the band was there except for, um, except for Paige. And so, you know, it was like, oh my God, maybe they're all going to like get together and play a song. And then I think that like Trey might've come out with, with, you know, Fishman's band and they played meat or something. And that was like as good as it got. Um, but you know, at Bonnaroo, when I went, one of the highlights for me was seeing, Mike play with the Benavena Russo duo. And I was just like trying to get as much of them as I possibly could because I couldn't get them together, which kind of, like I said, just broke my heart. And do you remember what your first show back when they reunited was? Yeah, I do. Um, so when they came back, I was abroad in Prague. And I remember another buddy on the program brought down his laptop and we listened to the, to the first set from Hampton. And so then I planned like a, like a five or six show run where me and my buddy who I went to the first show with in 03, um, we, uh, planned on selling, uh, Long Island iced teas and Bloody Marys to (laughs) kind of make it because that was always my favorite thing to do at festivals. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm feeling like a bag of ass and I go and find the, like, you know, build your own bloody kind of thing. And I was like, we, we should do that. And so we went to Asheville, Nashville, Bonnaroo. And that was the first, I guess, four, four or five shows that I saw of them back. And that was like, as soon as I got back from being abroad, jumped in the family freaking minivan and was like, I'm out of here. And me and my buddy went and that was Oh nine. So Asheville, Nashville, Bonnaroo. And yeah, kind of just funded that trip with uh, whatever we made from, no, 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 no. wait, Asheville, Knoxville, Bonnaroo, right? Because they played at, uh, you know, University of Tennessee Basketball Arena. And what kind of sales can you make uh, slinging Bloody Marys on the lot? Before yeah, I, what's the economics of that? Yeah. Before <laughs> we got to Bonnaroo, we had made $500. Not bad. And we were, you know, using it to fund our gas and fund this and that. I mean, I had just come back from being abroad, so I didn't have any money, you know, and my mom was like, well, I'm not just giving you money to you know, gallivant around. So we used this 
money uh, for gas and whatnot to kind of fund buying our tickets to Bonnaroo and things like that. So suffice to say, when we came back, you know, we had zero dollars, but like it funded our trip, which is pretty cool. Your hearts were full. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And so do you still kind of go on tour like that or is it just piecemeal shows? Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely gone on like little mini runs, right. Where I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is actually pretty close to this. So maybe I'll, I'll do like two, three shows in a row or something. Um, you know, and actually speaking of Jones beach, I had planned on renting, um, an RV and driving up to Jones beach and then kind of following them back down to Walnut Creek. And I think that that was going to be like a five show run. It didn't get to happen. Unfortunately, just life kind of, kind of got in the way. And, um, so I haven't, you know, uh, other than like, you know, runs at MSG or whatever, I really, I really haven't gotten to go to like a multi-city run in, in a bit, which now that I'm talking about, it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> well, there's always, there's always next tour. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> You know, we hope so, but yeah, yeah. You know, there's always next door. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely bummed that they didn't play anywhere for Halloween because I would have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you done Chicago. Halloween shows before? God, I I did, I did uh, Atlantic City and MGM, or maybe it was MGM first and then Atlantic City and back to back years. I was like 14, 15, maybe. Wow. And um, but since then, no. No, I missed the last time that they went. Once again, just life. Um, but yeah, God, I love their Halloween shows and and just like an excuse, right? Because, you know, the holiday of New Year's is super like annoying to plan shit for. And, and I feel the same thing about, you, you know, Halloween. And it's always nice to be like, no, nope, I'm going to fish. Those are my plans. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a great intro into a question I've been dying to ask you since we set this up. And I'm sure this must be the most fish related question you get, which is the fish New Year's quote from Winterhouse, uh, in which you affirm that you could not be held responsible for anything that you said at a fish show on New Year's. Um, can you tell us like a little bit more about that? I mean, I went to... I think I went to 17, 18, 19, right? And I, and obviously 20 was canceled. And it mm. was just so, so funny to me because these, you know, internet sleuths, like like a week or so later, tried to call me out being like, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> there was no show in 2020. And I was like, I didn't claim that there was a show in 2020. This is all taken out of context. When I said this to Lindsay, it was 2019. No one said that it was last year or 2020. <laughs> like no one specified the date. And thank you, Sherlock, for you know, find, you know, <laughs> someone was like, you know what? I'm friends, you know, with Fishman, and like, you know, he told us. And I'm like, you don't have to be friends with, with with a member of the band to know that there was no show in 2020. And spoiler alert, there was no show in 2021. Like, do you need to ask Trey about that, or can you just look it up? Like. And so that was taken out of context. And I mean, that whole thing, in my opinion, was taken out of context because, yeah, sure. You know, the ball's dropping. I call up one of my best girlfriends and I'm like, I love you. And I'm like, you know what? You and I are both hard for love right now. Let's just say, you know, F 
you know, everyone else and let's just make it work. Right. I mean, come on. The ball just dropped. It was not a proclamation of my love. She is a grown ass woman. She, she did not take it as, as that way either. Um, I, I, I know that. And then just kind of the way that it was played just made, made me laugh. I was like, I'm not even gonna, I mean, except for right now, like, I'm not even gonna like waste my energy on trying to like, like guys, I wasn't trying to pull the cover over your eyes by telling you that, you know, there was a show in 2020 when they're very, (laughs) (laughs) to be fair, I'm pretty sure I've said those exact words to the guy selling grilled cheeses on the lot. You know, it is, it is a common feeling. (laughs) Listen, one of your, look, you know, you're full of love. You know, the balloons are falling, you know, Say it to me, Santos is playing in the background. What do you, what do you want from me? You You're know, vibrating you with love and light. I mean, that you are vi- like you are vibrating. That is for sure. And uh, yeah, so that's were, were, that. Were were you actually? Was it a shot? Like, were you shooting a shot there? Like, if 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 it became more of a thing, like, was there a piece of you that like was kind of hedging, like okay, a possible Andy relationship Cohen. there? I, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> No, no, no. Look, I, I think that, uh, we've always had such a great friendship and we like made a, like we like probably at some point made, made some, you know, proclamation to each other. Like, you know what? We're both single at 40. Let's just make it happen. You know? Uh, but other than that, I just feel like we've never muddied those waters and, uh, like we, we've just been great friends. And so for that kind of be taken out of context and brought up that I was, you know, leading her on or something to me was just a bit silly, a bit silly. You know, she is a grown ass woman who knows exactly what she's doing. Well, I will say it was a delight, delightful Easter egg for the fish fan fans <laughs> of Bravo. I throw lots of Easter eggs out there, by the way, I throw lots of <laughs> Easter eggs out there. Like, you know, the Colorado 88 poster is always up there in the background. And like, I make sure to like, you know, take a phone call by it or something so that they have to play it. And the producers <laughs> don't know what it is. So, you know, right. they keep it in. Right. Amazing. And it's, you, you know, it's not as obvious as like that poster behind you, James. Right. And so it's like they keep in things like that. And sometimes like I'll say, you know, random stuff like, like, you know, if life were easy and not so fast. You know, and like they keep it in and fish fans mm-hmm. are like, oh, got it, got it, you know. <laughs> and I just like throw out some random kind of Easter eggs like that. And You're our Katie Turr. <laughs> she is the goat. But <laughs> I need to do better. I need to do better, I think, and bring up more fish quotes. Yeah, is, if, is you can, a- if you can work Petrichor into the next season, <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will send you a prize. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. If we had like a Halloween party and like I dress and like I dressed up, I got like Shep and Craig to dress up with me as like, you know, Casbot Vaxxed or something. And people are yeah. like, what are you dressed as? You're like, don't <laughs> worry about it. We're a Norwegian, you know, we're a Norwegian band sent here to rock your world. Oh, you haven't seen the article on Billboard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so oh, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just going to ask. Like, I I'm curious about the overlap between the Bravo audience and the Fish audience, and like, I, are there a lot? Like, when you go to a show or something, like, do you wind up running into people who like immediately recognize you and start, you know, chatting your ear off or something, or is it like those audiences? It, I, Gabby obviously is is that audience, but sure. 
you know, yeah, are yeah, there man, other every people show, that, like, man, every show there's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, sound, sound like a, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, overestimate, but, but there's like, you know, 25 people, every show that, that, you know, wow. find me and approach me and, and, you know, and then I'm tall as hell too. So, you know, after a show, I mean, I learned, you know, very quickly, I, I'm like, no, no more taking drugs. Cause I can't <laughs> like deal with people, you know, running up to me and being like, Hey, Hey. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, uh. so <laughs> how do I know uh, this person? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, yes. Let's just say that someone always comes up to me and says, Hey, um, you know, can I take a picture for, you know, the Bravo fish group, you know, can I send it to the Bravo fish group? And I'm like, you're the fourth person to do so. But yes, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, I never say um, no. I never say no. What were those like early experiences? Like, I, you know, your first show after the show started airing, like what was that experience like to suddenly be recognized and also on drugs? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Baker's Dozen uh, was kind of like when I was first, you know, it, it might've been like my second year on Bravo you know, first year people, you know, can pass by you and, you know, and so anyways, I was in that phase still too, where I was like using my newfound kind of Instagram platform to post for, you know, like for tickets, like, Hey guys, like I'm looking for two tickets tonight. Right. And people were like, yeah, I'll send you and meet us here and you know, we'll do this. And like, I was like, you know, posting things like, cool, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be at pen, you know, blah, blah, blah at, you know, five, five thirty. So, you know, come and meet up. People on the show that had been on for years were like, what are you doing? And I was like, who cares? Who cares? And, 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 you know, at that time, really who, who did care? Um, and I got, you know, hooked up with lots and lots of tickets for the, for, for the early nights of Baker's Dozen. Mm -hmm. And then I think that karma came back around because night 12, the Boston cream night, I ended up shelling out, you know, five, $500 for that ticket. And that's, yeah. Oh Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, I'm not missing it and saying that I went to 12 out of 13. Like I'm going to all 13 and and, and I've got to get this ticket. And that was a tough one to come by. But I definitely got gifted um, a bunch of tickets for like a lot of the other nights. I mean, the Tuesday, Wednesday shows of the Baker's Dozen, a lot of people were like, you know, work and this and that. And and I swear, if you waited until showtime, you you could literally just find one on the, on, you know, the ground probably. But mm-hmm. at about show nine is when it began to, it was like, you know, freaking Hunger Games out there. G- Gabby I can- and I, we, we, we lucked out. Uh, we had a suite for night 13. Yeah. That we had booked months and months ahead of time. I was in a suite like, for one of the nights. Oh, it's great. It literally, like, you couldn't buy night 13, that Sunday night show. They were selling $1,000 tickets out there. And so it was like. We had a beautiful setup, and because there were so many shows and it hadn't become the thing you're talking about yet, the guy who was selling the suites was like, I got more suites than I know what to do with. Just like, <laughs> yeah, the la- a Sunday night, the last night of the tour, take it for five. I think I paid five grand for the suite, which like, I the garden's going to hate that I'm disclosing their suite prices right here. But like, they... They I think they're doing away. just fine. I think they're doing I, just I, fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm not too worried about them. James but Dolan I, is going to have a good year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, which night were you in a suite? Do you remember? Yeah, it was 12 because what happened was couldn't find tickets anywhere. Couldn't find tickets. So then I jumped in an Uber, went down to 
there's like a Ticketmaster kind of headquarters or something like that. And you literally walk in and there's you know computers kind of lining um, the walls and people are, are there just waiting for one to pop up. And then you're like, <laughs> right. And like, and, and so one kind of popped up and like, I looked around and people were kind of like 500 months. And I was like, fuck it. Boom, boom, boom. I that bought it. Take- it turned out to be like a sweet ticket. You know, I didn't know anyone in the suite. So I, I spent the first set up, up there, I think. And then I went down to 119, which is where my buddy was kind of the whole time. And, um, and yeah, but 12 was a, was a bitch. Let's just, let's just say that the Boston cream night was, was a, was a tough ticket to come by. Well, first of all, we love section 119 and, uh, to our sponsor, a funny, a funny little, uh, Southern charm Easter egg is that night that we were in the suite, James, we had a friend who has been on Southern charm, uh, Lockhart Steele was the editor who Landon pitched her failed website to in an earlier season. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I don't he was very that. famously I, I, on it. Okay. That yeah, I did. Encyclopedic. That name does not ring a bell whatsoever. <laughs> but um, he seems like a smart man. He seems well, like a smart he, man. He, he ended up in the suite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Lockhart Steele. Gosh, what a porn name! That's amazing. <laughs> right. Well, that's amazing. Actually, Lockhart Lockhart Steele is also fish, uh, like one royalty. Um, he wrote he the book, right? Wrote, he wrote a book called The Farmer's Almanac. And so oh, yeah. early on, I mean, he was going to shows in, I think, the 80s. Like, he was one of those, like, New England prep school kids who, like, wow. fish would come and play in the cafeteria. And so, like, he was part of the reason I got into fish, which is why I was like, oh, fuck, 13 nights? Like, let me see how many I can hit. Did, did you do all 13? Is that I did. what you said? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it like, was kind of, There were yeah, a couple nights. It, it, look, not without some speed bumps, right? And like, I have to tell you, but I do, I do want to go back to this, you know, character whose name I love, Lockhart Steele. And, and he wrote the Almanac. <laughs> um, I do want to go back to that. So don't let me forget that. But well, I mean, right. So it takes a certain kind of person to go to all 13. Okay. And not just someone who loves fish, right? I mean, I'm sure people that like are listening uh, are like, oh my God, you know, I'd, I'd go to 40. Well, maybe you're used to going with, with like a crew, right? It's like, you know, you go to like a three night run and like, you know, you're with all of your best friends and you know, your fish crew. I mean, I had to go to like a couple of the shows, you know, solo because mm-hmm. like yeah. friends were working and doing this. Like it takes a special sort of like, human to be like, I'm going to this show and I'm going to be solo and just kind of rock out. And, you know, there's no one like, you know, my buddy isn't kind of next to me to be like, yeah, man, they played Julius. Let's go. Like there's nobody (laughs) there to do that except for people like around you, you know, to make friends. Except everyone. It's it's tough though. It's tougher than it seems. And a couple of the nights I was like, what am I doing here? I mean, I'm solo, but like I persevered, you know, I made it through. It's just a tougher thing than you would think. And obviously I don't live in New York. So I was there for 21 nights, you know, I mean, I was there in New York for 21 days for a month. Yeah. 
and thank God that I was at my cousin's like, apartment and, and, and I used to come home in the morning as they were going to work, you know, they were lawyers <laughs> and, you know, they'd kind of look at me and laugh and be like, you look like shit. And I'd be like, have fun at work. You know? And then like, I'd go crash until two and then rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. tough, man. It was a grueling run. It was a grueling run. It took some years off my life, but I, I can Worth always it. kind of look back on it. That's, that's for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed. I didn't make it to every night. I went to like six or seven, I think. Um, yeah. but, um, even like the four night run in April, I, I needed like a two day nap after that. Like that was tough. Of course. I mean, I, I, would have loved to have done it because I had the tickets. I had the tickets through uh, through my good buddy, Chris Kuroda. He got me a bunch of tickets and I was going to bring Shep and Taylor and Olivia from our show. And, and, and I had four, four tickets to every night and that, sh- you know, and that whole run got canceled. And then I, I just got um, a refund, right? Because I was like, I, I don't know if I can commit to going to all four shows and, you know, April, which good thing I did because I couldn't go. I could, well, I could only go to that first show, as we said, but um, I would have loved to have done it because, of course, the whale looked badass. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about one of our great partners, DistroKid. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keeping 100% of their royalties and earnings. If you're a musician and looking to get your music out there, DistroKid is the way to go. DistroKid is available for iOS and Android and is now available in Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. More than a million artists rely on DistroKid to get their music onto Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all other major streaming services. And with DistroKid, you can upload new releases, see your financial progress, get notified when you've earned royalties, withdraw money from the app, view and share links, check your streaming stats, and a whole lot more. DistroKid has more features than any other music distributor. Check them out today. Go to distrokid.com, that's distrokid with a capital K, dot com slash VIP slash undermine for a special offer only for our listeners. That's distrokid, capital K, dot com slash VIP slash undermine. Thanks, DistroKid. <sighs> it, no? it was awful. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so cool. See, see, yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy, though, who who I don't check the set list when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, interesting. I don't look because what good is that going to do me? You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't couch tour either. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, okay. it is either live in person or nothing. Did you watch the uh, New Year's like, so like the, the studio show that they did? No, no interest. No, it was no. very weird um, because there was no crowd. I'd never heard Fish play before without an audience. So just for the oddity of that experience, it's worth checking out. I mean, Studio Fish. That's yeah, how I was raised. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, but to backtrack a little, um, how did you get to know Kuroda? Uh, his wife Ria uh, reached out to me and was like, "Oh, you know, I just saw you at a show. You know, blah blah blah." And I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's follow this lead. And she was like, oh, by the way, my husband is, you know, and so I reached out and was like, hey, <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like, I- I'm going to be at so-and-so show, but you should reach out to Chris. And so gave me his number. And, and, uh, the first show that I met him at was the Fayetteville show in Arkansas, because I was like, I mean, uh, I went to the very last show that they played, which was, uh, in Mexico prior to, you know, shutting down. 
So the very first show back, I was like, I have to go to Arkansas, right? I mean, I was in Arkansas for a total of like 16 hours, you know? Oh, I did the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah. You know who else was at that? Sarah Huckabee yeah, Sanders. The, the now governor-elect right. of, okay. or I guess governor by the time this airs, uh, of Arkansas was at a fish show hanging out in that VIP room. And um, I heard, wow. rumor has it, she was a little spun. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, I, I did. I, I, I definitely heard lots of rumors, too, because people were talking to me about it. And you know, like, oh, Austin, you know, it's so cool to see you. You know, because everyone had kind of just come out of the, you know, lot, well, not just, but, you know, Fish was being extra cautious to wait that long to, you know, have a show. But, um, and, and, and a lot of people told me that, that she was there, but, um, yeah, man, I was there for a total of like, I mean, I landed at four and my flight the next day was at like eight, <laughs> you know? And Same, so anyways, exactly. I, I couldn't spend more, less time there if, if I tried, but yeah, yeah no, sorry. no, exactly. Could not have spent less time there if I tried. So, uh, I, I text Chris and Chris like, yeah, man, you know, come up to the soundboard. And I was like, hell yeah. So I go up and, you know, people are hollering his name, you know, the whole show. Right. Mm -hmm. So he is just, yeah. I I mean, you know, you just kind of mute to it. And so I walk up and uh, I'm like, Chris, Chris, you know, just nope. You know, know, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm that guy, you know, I'm uh, like, um, and, and I get like embarrassed sometimes because like, I'm super like aware of my, um, you know, surroundings where I'm like, okay, you know, these fans are judging me now because like, I'm yelling his name, like a little fanboy. And <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Just like one more time. I was like, Chris, it's Austin. You know, your wife told me that. And he turned around and greeted me as if we'd been friends for 10 years. And, you know, he was like, man, come back here and take a, you know, and all these other people are like, Chris, Chris. And then he's just like, you know, once again, just like, <laughs> like a brick wall. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I am a VIP right now. This is cool. And um, from then on, he was like, you know, uh, uh, not not to blow up his spot. But, you know, I mean, it's not blowing up his spot. You know, just like with how kind he is. <laughs> awesome. What is the show like from from his position? I mean, he's he's got a pretty great seat in the house. That's for sure. Um, you know, but, but when he's doing his thing, like, I, I mean, I've passed, uh, you know, the soundboard before and just kind of giving him like a, you know, Hey, you know, cause I don't want to, you know, he's working, he is working right. and he's in the office. Uh, yes, he, he's in the office and it's like, you know, you don't want people coming to your office and just freaking heckling you all the time. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And that's like, basically as far as I want to go with like my fish in, like I'm not trying to like brag about being boys with the band or anything like knowing freaking CK five is cool enough. I don't, I don't know if like I, I can handle, you know, meeting members of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> so that's a, that was a question I had for you. Are you like a never meet your heroes kind of guy? Yes. I like, I just don't know if I can meet Trey, you know, I, I just mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, I would never say no to it. But, um, I mean, I would much rather meet Trey just like walking down the street than mm-hmm. I would someone like, you know, leading me backstage to like act like I'm somebody, you know, special to shake his hand. Like I would much rather just run into him at like a coffee shop mm-hmm. than be brought backstage. Maybe, I- maybe Sue will send you a DM. Ah. 
doubtful, but yeah. One of my, my favorite uh, spottings of the pandemic was when someone got a picture of him riding around New York City on a Revel scooter, just like being Trey, being a city kid. Um, I, I, I didn't see that. But that is amazing. I'm sure that lots of memes, you know, were made like like his red hair just kind of like flowing in the wind, <laughs> just like a carefree kid. Um, one time backstage, I think once again it was Rothberry. I don't know how the hell I was backstage. So you know, Rothberry is now uh, Electric Forest, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, is that like a thing still? I don't even know if it is. But uh, it was Rothberry for one year. It was such an awesome lineup. Anyways, I, I was backstage, and Mike drove past me in a golf cart and you know, the, the 20 year old kid in me was like, Mike, and he, you know, he turned his head on my buddy, like hit me. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. You control yourself. Yeah, literally. exactly. Just exactly. Compulsion. Act like you've been there, man. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, just a, just, just a cool guy. If you guys ever get the chance to meet him or to interview him on this podcast or something, tell him I say, Hey, he's, just great guy. Just and what do you guy. think of the new the new lighting? I mean, it's it's nothing short of unbelievable. <laughs> I I I think that he has one of the best, you know, light shows out there and I know that, you know, a bunch of other artists have like come to see Fish to see how he, you know, does things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, didn't, you know, Jay Beebs like, you know, famously go to like a fish show to see, you know, his lighting rig? Yeah, with uh, his guitarist, Dan, Dan Cantor, is also like a huge Fish fan. So uh, at Justin Bieber shows, they will tease Fish songs in the middle is, of Bieber songs. Which Fish is not just like some hippy-dippy trance, you know, band. Like they're very talented and they're more or less, you know, rock and roll. So, I mean, if you're a fan of music, then there's no reason why you wouldn't be a fan of Fish and especially just seeing them live. I mean, if you're any sort of talented musician, then you can, you know, notice talent in other people. And if you don't notice talent in Trey, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So that's something I've, I've thought a lot about. And I think you're fortunate in that, you know, you do seem to have a lot of friends like in the workplace, so to speak, who are also fans or at least understand why you would be a fan. But, you know, do you have friends who don't get it? Do you have to explain it to people? Like, how do you? Almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody. Um, you know, f- close friends like... All, all of my close friends, you know, from college and from high school, you know, they're not, they're not in that world. Um, you know, and I mean, of course, you know, the, they're like, Oh, like, you know, hippie boy, you know, going to see fish. And I'm like, you uncultured swine. Um, <laughs> and I certainly, you know, do have friends from college and whatnot who, who, um, you know, I can't just say that I don't have friends that I grew up with and whatnot that, that, that do like them. Um, but for the most part, like my closest friends don't get it. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, you need to get better friends. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. This is what, what, what about all like of you friends or something? Like, have you ever taken a girl to her for a show yeah. and been like, how's that go? You know, they're like, okay, cool. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know, glad that, you know, you like this. Um, <laughs> I'll go with you again, I guess, but n- not, not really. Yeah. So no, no. Leaving never before dated. encore. <laughs> so do you dress for the date or do you dress for the show? You know, I'll, I'll wear anything, right? Because 
because I'm thinking about what I'm going to do after, right? So it's like, okay, hat, you know, backwards, whatever. Um, maybe like a short sleeve button down, right? I mean, it depends kind of where it is, right? But like, you know, you don't want to go to a show and be dressed for winter and then go, you know, into the show. I mean, especially if you're down in the pit, which by the way, I want, you know, to talk about this. I am not a pit guy anymore. I am mm-hmm. of an age where I need my own seat and mm-hmm. I want to sit at set break and have my own little area to, you know, noodle around in because <laughs> it's nothing short of noodling. And, um, and that's what I want, but I kind of dress for like what I'm doing, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's I hard. do not dress like a, like a typical fish fan, but I don't think that there is such thing as like a typical fish fan. I don't wear, you know, tie dye shirts to fish shows. I, I definitely fucked up once and wore like, like, you know, I don't know if you wear boat shoes, but I, I had a new pair of boat shoes, which famously will dig into your heel if you haven't kind of worn them in mm. for a while. And I, don't I know it, I, you know, and I'm like, judge me, judge me. That does not I mean wish- that I'm any less of a fan because I don't dress <laughs> like, you know, because I don't have on like a, like a tie dye Grateful Dead shirt. <laughs> My friends judge me because I do the opposite thing. I think I went all four nights to MSG and like Chanel flats, but I try to balance it out. I have like love a- Love that, um, by the way. <laughs> love that for you. They're See? very comfortable. I like flipping the script like that. You're like, judge me. I'll wear a tuxedo here if I want to. You know, <laughs> you're like, I will dress however I want. And And I feel like in my earlier days, my like, you know, when people like, when people- my age were like just getting into, you know, the dead and fish and, you know, let's call this year 2006, seven, eight, right. Which is kind of my college years. And I remember that a girlfriend of mine, I mean, of course was wearing your quintessential, just like flower girl dress, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. spaghetti straps, you know, whatever. She got it at like a head shop and, and she looks the part. I'll tell you what. And, and I wore like a button down and she was like, <laughs> I can't believe that you're wearing a button down to a fish show. And I was just like, <laughs> lady, you know, I was like, don't judge me because, uh, I, yeah, uh, you know, without sounding we don't like do a pompous here. guy, I'm like, I've been to more shows than you and I like them more than you. Stop it. Well, we were we were talking about this before we started recording. One of the coolest fish outfits I've ever seen was your friend who had um, a really nice blazer that had the donuts logo all over it. And like, you could wear that to like you know a nice restaurant. You might stand out a little, but like you know it was it was a cool look. He wears that to every show, and he has become <laughs> like my de facto fish buddy. He's he's who I did the Baker's dozen with, and and flies all over the place, you know, to meet up and do this and. And always wears that jacket. So if you see my buddy, Swen is his name, S-W-E-N, walking around in, in um, you know, the donut jacket blazer, um, you've probably seen him. He gets compliments every 15 feet, but just give him a high five because he's, he's a cool dude. Swaggy Swen. Yeah, he has some swag. <laughs> He's totally going to appreciate that you just shouted him out. Like, <laughs> he's he's going to go to shows and be like, I mean, oh, I man, feel dude. like I do. I mean, I've done <laughs> another podcast, another fish podcast before with Jump Radio. And um, yeah. 
Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So we talked a little bit about you getting recognized at shows, but have you ever seen anyone that you've been starstruck by at a show? I, besides Corotta. I Yeah, besides <laughs> CK5. Um, no, no. I've never seen, you know, and what does that say about me, right? Because if anyone famous is there, then they're probably, you know, in some box or suite or some, you know, roped off area. And I'm just, you know, <laughs> schlepping around, right? But, you know, that's because I don't need any sort of special treatment or attention. But n- no, I've never run into a celeb, let's say, uh, at a fish show. Have I at any like, you know, festival even? No. Um, So some of these we might've touched on already. So pardon the repetition, uh, but uh, do you prefer floor or seats? Seats. Um, And that's even, let's say someone was willing to escort you to the rail. Would you still pick a seat? I have never gone to the rail before. Um, Y'all have to realize that I'm six, five. So when I'm in the pit, Uh, I feel bad. And like I turn around and there's always like a hole behind me and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, what's his name? Who's famously, uh, he played Bill in the NBA, Bill, Bill Walton. I mean, he, you know, he like, like, likes to be out in the crowd, but no way is anyone within five feet, you know, behind him. So um, I, I try to be conscious of the fact that I am tall as shit. Maybe I should get a, uh, you know, rail lizard like experience at some point. <laughs> Just once. Um, okay, so your favorite song? Um, obviously, I knew that you were going to say it, but um, you know, in Harry Hood, I just mm-hmm. love, I just love, you know, just how it builds up in just the most beautiful way, and then it finally, you know, just you know, crescendos to Harry. Yeah. So you know, Hood. Um, I've always, always just been a huge fan of uh, an ICU. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm all over the map though. I mean, I'm always happy to hear a Piper and I'm always happy to hear a this and a that. And it's just like, yeah. So let's say, and I see you in hood. That's, okay. that's, that's what I'm jamming to right and now. Do you, do you have a favorite version or show or anything you keep coming back to? Um, I mean, I definitely jump on their, you know, live ones and kind of find some hair. But there's not one in particular that I can think of off the top of my head for, you know, hood, which is terrible, which is terrible because there <laughs> should be, because there should be. I think kind of the beauty of Fish is like realizing that any song could be your next favorite song. You oh, just definitely. have to hear it the right time with the right people. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Like, you know, this one time I heard, I heard Hood live and I, and, you know, tears kind of came down. And then, you know, since then I was like, and Harry is always going to have this place in my heart because it was just such like a beautiful kind of moment where I don't think that I'd seen him in a while. And it was just like, life couldn't be any better than it is right now. Kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of moment. We feel good so, about Hood. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do I feel good about Hood? <laughs> Um, what is your bathroom or beer run song? <laughs> um, oh no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am not, and, and I haven't heard it a lot, you know, recently. Um, I've never been a huge fan of birds of a feather. Um, but that doesn't get played a lot. I mean, uh, like the year that I saw the most amount of fish shows, 
they played possum like every other show. And now I love hearing it. Right. Cause like, you know, it really gets you in the mood and it's, mm-hmm. but man, did I get bored of possum at one point? I was like, <laughs> y'all stop. <laughs> you wish his end was the road. <laughs> A sober show or not. And if not, do you feel comfortable sharing what that looks like? Like, are, are you asking me if if I've ever been to a show sober? No, I'm asking yes. what you prefer. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you prefer a sober show or a slightly? Or do, you like, do you like taking a cocktail show? of things and then? Yeah. If so, um, what cocktail is yeah. your particular flavor of? <laughs> How of many cocktail? euphemistic like ways can we ask? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Look, I I think that uh, especially be because I I began to see you know fish so often that I. I was just like, I can't eat acid, you know, for every show. Right. It's like, (laughs) I haven't, I have not been on, on like a mind altering drug other than maybe like, you know, microdosing on, you know, some mushrooms in, in a long time. So really it's just beer and alcohol. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of my main go-to. Um, uh, you know, I, like, I know that when people go to fish sometimes, especially if they go to one a year or whatever, it's this big thing and it's like oh my gosh you know we have all of our drugs you know ready and we're gonna do this then and this then and i'll tell you what i have been caught with the lights up when i'm peaking too many times to go down that road again so Mm -hmm. i no longer uh like to do that you know because it's like okay guys you know thanks for coming you know good luck out there and you're like yeah yeah good yeah like what (laughs) Enjoy the enjoy the subway right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I'm in this death trap. I mean, shrooms are just becoming such a thing, right? Like, right. Or, you know, we're like, you know, gummy shrooms have come out, and so you know, everyone can microdose on you know mushrooms, and like, it's not some like taboo thing to talk about, really. People it microdosing kinda, on mushrooms. It's not it's my a- favorite. It's not my favorite. I'm gonna be honest. The mind altering things, like. Just just because of all the anxiety that I have in my life these days, like mm-hmm. is not my thing. Because if I go too far, there's no telling. And and so I just tend to not. I tend to not. Mm-hmm. Um I forgot what I was gonna say. I had I something had about mushrooms, probably. Oh, yeah. It is kind of wild. I have, you know, I have friends that won't even smoke weed who are like into mushrooms now. Like it yeah. really is the new thing. Oh yeah, and I rarely smoke. You know, weed too. God, I'm sounding like a lame ass, but sure, I am. He likes seeds. He doesn't do drugs. He. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all get older. I drink some Tall Boys, and you know, the same thing happens at every show, right? Like I'm sitting there, and like I forget that it's in my hand, and then I finish it right because it's like a 45 ounce beer. It's like right. you know, ridiculously large, and then I'm like, okay, and it's warm with 20 ounces to go, you know, and then I go <laughs> and get another one and do the same thing. <laughs> That just reminded me, one of my favorite things I've ever seen at a show was at the 2019 Charleston show in North Charleston. And uh, the bracelet that they gave you to get drinks had a local attorney's phone number and name on it. And it is the best advertising I've ever seen. Like you got arrested. Oh yeah, I got a lawyer. (laughs) Yep. Brilliant. That's on every wristband here in Charleston. Very smart. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Yep. Coasters, oh, yeah. yeah, on wristbands, like especially, which is smart. Yeah, um, and so the, the the desire to kind of be more 
sober-ish at a show is that like age, experience, or just really just being a public figure? I think uh, age and experience. Mm-hmm. I think that age and experience have made me like, you know, uh, you know, the same like you know, the same my first rodeo. So like, you know, you don't need to dose me. Like I, <laughs> right? Like I'm good, and like I love you know the music just fine. You know, with some beers in me just fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, let's drink 20 beers in a parking lot. I don't care, you know? <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I think it's age and experience. Mm-hmm. I just don't need it. Um, okay. So next question, what is your favorite venue? I mean, I think that, you know, MSG is cheating. Um, <clears throat> Um, I mean, Alpine Valley is really cool. Mm. Um, I think that Walnut Creek is cool. And that might be because I've be, you know, because I have, you know, the DVD, you know, that I've seen a bunch of times. Um, uh, Northerly Island in Chicago was really, really cool too. And it's a great memory for me where the show got rained out. And then the next night they played three sets, which is like the first time that they'd done it since, you know, uh, I'm sure that, you know, Lex Steele knows, you know, the date that that was. <laughs> Lex Steele is an actual porn star. I know he is. Steele is. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> um, you know, they played, uh, you know, their first like three, three set show in forever because like a torrential downpour, but it was really, really cool. Northerly Island. Um, yeah. So a couple of those. Dude, I've never been a Jones Beach man, but I heard it's oh, 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 the gorge, um, the gorge, the gorge, yeah. the gorge, That's the gorge. Right. I mean, I went to a show at the gorge in 2012, and and I swore I'd never miss another show there, and I have. I've missed many shows, there. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a it hike, was, like literally. Oh yeah, it's hard. Yep, but man, when you get to the top of that lawn mm. and you're looking down, you're like, okay, this blows Red Rocks out of the water. And I'm sorry if I'm offending any Red Rocks fans out there because it's wonderful as well. But the Gorge. I love the Gorge. That's my favorite venue as well. There's something about also when you have like a multi-day run like that and, you know, you wake up a little hungover from the show and you just go swimming in the river. It yep. is like the That is exactly best, what I did. It was awesome. And then you kind of finish that and then you're like, wait, we have another fish show tonight. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you one of the my least favorite venues is Dick's. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, 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 people I, love dicks like especially west coasters or, well uh, they're see i don't even know dicks. i don't even know if they do it anymore but the first couple years of dicks you could camp there on you know the practice field and i camped there on the practice field and the lights would come on at night and i'm telling you Ooh. lights like you know we're like, like what? Field lights. yes field <laughs> lights man Ugh. i mean i don't know if they do that anymore why but were they I coming on at night to keep the hippies at Some bay, you know? just like, what's this do? <laughs> you know, to keep, you to know, keep to keep the hippies in check. <laughs> yeah, right. If we just flick the lights on every, you know, two hours, we'll just, we'll, we'll round up all the, the loose ones and <laughs> turn them off again and see what happens. It's brilliant. Denver um, PD. Respect. Would you still camp at shows? Um, you know, would I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at the Gorge, I would. I don't, I don't really know where else I would camp. 
You know, if I went back to Dick's, I would for sure be in Denver. You know, I Mm -hmm. get a room in Denver. I have, you know, buddies out there and things like that. You know, the gorge, yes, because it's a hike. Uh, Okay. Our final rapid fire question is page side or mic side? Um, I went through this phase where I would like a meetup point for my fish buddies was always like mic side in front of the soundboard. Mm-hmm. So it kind of inadvertently became, you know, mic side, uh, which is probably, you know, a hot take or, or a cold take, you know, depending on how you're, I, I think you're the first person we've spoken to so far to say mic side. I mean, because it's so easy, right? It's so easy to say page side, rage side, but mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, 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 you know, I mean, yeah, Mike's side. I'm so saying Mike's side. I'm going to stand out. <laughs> I'm going to wear a tux to the next show and be right <laughs> at the rail on Mike's side. And there's and nothing you, you can do about it. I cannot miss you. There's nothing you can do about it. You're <laughs> standing three Look feet above swan. everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say, yes, page side gets, I think, more of the glory because it is more fun to say. But in Mexico, it is gourd side, shore side which I'm very much looking forward to screaming. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See, I did not hear that. I mean, God, what a fun time I had in Mexico. That I wanted to ask you about that. How was your Mexico experience? I mean, I think I left with diabetes is the problem. <laughs> because, because, you know, when they say that it's all inclusive, which by the way is really cool, right? Because you're on the beach and these little dudes – are running around being like, you know, drink order, drink order, drink order. And then they're just like, you know, bringing, you know, margaritas. I mean, come on. When you're making that many margs, you know, you think that it's not all freaking sugar and tequila, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, here's a little tequila and it's all sugar. And I'd be like, oh God, just, you know, choking them down. <laughs> and, you know, it's so much fun though, because the first night they, they, they played free. And of course, one of the lyrics that you're splashing in the sea. So I'm mm-hmm. out there splashing in the sea. And I didn't care, you know, that I was wet and whatever. And then I kind of did it, you know, the next night and I was miserable. I was like, okay, the rest of the weekend, I'm not going back in the ocean during the show, right? Because I was like dripping wet and it sucked. And I was like, well, why was the first night so great? It was probably just because I was on cloud nine, you know, from being there. Uh, But my piece of advice is don't get in the ocean during the show. (laughs) You know, I I, I mean, maybe if you have to pee, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Both, that's both that's ways. probably the reason why a lot of people uh, were yeah. in there. The ocean yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm I, I will say, I, I, I had I to do it. I mean, I'm listening yeah. to fish yeah. in the ocean in Mexico. Come on, I wouldn't do it in Atlantic City before anywhere else. But yeah, we're we're both going to Mexico this year, and like that is actually something I've really been looking forward to, like the novelty of swimming in a nice warm ocean, and I don't want to think about why it's warm, um, <laughs> listening to my favorite band. Yeah, I mean... With waiters a, bringing me drinks. No, like 100%. They will come to you and bring you drinks, which is wild. You know, you're in a sea of people, and they come and bring you drinks. And then you go in the lazy river and kind of float there all day. It, it, it's great. It's great. Y'all are going to have a blast. Amazing. Sea of light. <laughs> um, is well, there anything... Anything about fish that we should have asked you about and didn't or that uh, you want to make sure is noted on this distinguished podcast? No, I think I've said, uh, I think I've said it all. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just like to kind of get on here and just, you know, answer the questions, which, you know, make me reminisce about 
you know, moments that I've had at shows and this and that. And, and that's what I've done. And, and that's, that's it. That's it. That's all I could ask for. Or I, I you know, hope that I've answered your questions. You have. This has been great. <clears throat> oh, that great, does remind me. I, I had one last follow-up, which is just um, because you said you've done solo shows and, and the way that that compares to experiencing it with all your friends, like what, how do you kind of see that? Is, is, is being with your friends like an, an essential part of the show? Can you have the same experience solo or? I mean, I, mean I definitely, definitely want to be around my friends. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the like, you know, there's nothing like, you know, hearing that song <clears throat> with, you know, friends of yours that you've had some sort of, of like fun, you know, night with or whatever and looking at them in the face and being like, yes, you know, and like, mm-hmm. you know, you're chasing a song or something. I mean, being with friends can't, can't be beat. That's, that's my take. James knows what my follow-up is going to be, but do you like the song number line? Yes. Good answer. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. That is my favorite Gabby loses song. her shit for number lines. It's really? all about and she always being gets with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's good. It's good. I'm a fan of number line. And when all that was coming up too, I was a big fan of Ocelot. Which nice. might be like a hot like take. I, I don't know, but like yeah. for some reason, like it made it made me that happy when I it made me happy when I heard it. <clears throat> it's a it's a good song. I don't I don't That's know if I've heard anyone pick it as their favorite. No, no, I did not. I'm not a studio album guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've never never listened no to Studio idea. Fish. You don't listen to Studio Fish, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's the only way to live. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that it all was on that same album. Anyways, anyways. All right. Well, I, Dawson- I like I like Numberline because you like Numberline, Gabby. When when Aww. your friend likes a song, it becomes a song that you can't not get excited about. Is my feeling. So See, that, that, and then when you're with your friends, yeah. and then that song comes mm-hmm. on, you look at her and you're like, mm-hmm. "Yes, you got it, Gabby." That's right. Yeah, you got your. That actually, you got yours. That does happen. Like I get text messages. I'm like your song, and I get so happy. It like has become my yep. thing with them. Um, yeah. It's fun. Even people that hate Numberline, you hear that and everyone starts. But, but why do you hate Numberline? That's kind of I, my I, Yeah. Why, why do you hate fun? Why hate any fish song? Yeah. There's no such thing as a bad fun? fish song. <laughs> what makes a rainbow? That's songs true. and great songs. That's true. There is no such thing as a bad fish song. There's just a fish song you haven't learned to love yet. Ha! Yes. Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Well, Austin, where can uh, do you want to plug your uh, what's the podcast? Pillows and yeah, so and me and me, and my buddy have a podcast called Pillows and Beer because he's a pillow maker and I make beer, and uh, we just thought it was an easy thing to combine, and we basically get on there and, and do what we just did here. Like we sit around and we kind of hang out and shoot the shit with each other about a whole multitude of things. And uh, we like to have fun. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are out there, after you listen to this, pop over to at Pillows and Beer, wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Sprecker, Spreaker, whatever it's called, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, until next time. And Austin, will we ever find you slinging Trap Hop on the lot? I would love that. I would have loved to do it at Walnut Creek. When I was just there recently, would have been a blast to, you know, roll up with a bunch of cases and it'd be fun to just like, you know, open a cooler and, and be like, just take them, just take them. 
Well, let us know if you're there because we will will partake. Okay, good. (laughs) Most most popular man on lot, the guy uh, (laughs) handing out his his craft beer. That's right. I mean, it's kind of like a dream of mine to see just like, you know, empty trap hop cans around lot. That would be, that would be rad. I'd be like, yes. Even though I gave it up for free, it's still here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can take your heady topper and shove it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, I thank you so much. People find this entertaining. And um, until next time. We've Got a Band is presented by Section 119 and Osiris Media, created by Gabriel Bluestone and James Dell. Executive producers are Gabriel Bluestone, James Dell, RJB, and Matt Dwyer. Edited and produced by RJB and Matt Dwyer. Mixed and mastered by Matt Dwyer. Marketing by Nick Sejas and Eric Limarenko. Art by Mark Dowd. Thanks for tuning in. Hello out there. Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Osiris. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.